You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. Welcome everybody to another episode of Musician Today podcast. And today we have for you an amazing artist who who is not only a violinist but also a songwriter. So Kira Benson is an electric violinist and vocalist based in Olympia, Washington. She has played violin for 18 years and after growing up learning classical music, she began pursuing other genres in high school. She has two self-release albums and three subsequent singles that explore elements of country, folk, pop and indie. Her new single, Somewhere on the West Coast, is inspired by the folk indie music of Washington State. She pairs the explorations of her five-string Viper electric violin with peel and loop effects that give a unique texture to the violin sound. Kira is also an accomplished vocalist and sets her violin lines with strong vocals on top of the original lyrics and composition. She describes her music as queer indie folk with strong vocals and vocative songwriting. So featuring her electric violin, her original compositions aim to capture a mood and lifestyle with connection to a story that catches the feelings of growing up in a culture that is ever-changing. So, you guys, before I go on any further, you can find here on SoundCloud at uh, forward slash Kira dash Benson dash one. Hope I said it right because I'm crazy today, right? <laughs> on Instagram and forward slash Kira Benson official. Uh, on Facebook at forward slash Kira Benson Music. On Spotify, you can find her new single, her released albums previously. So go ahead, guys, and enjoy. Um, on Bandcamp at forward slash Kira Benson dot Bandcamp dot com. And tonight, we're going to get a little preview of her original single. So stay tuned to the end because you don't want to miss that. All right, without further ado, welcome, Kira. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to talk all the electric violin stuff. Yay! My pleasure. I'm really excited too. Excited to share your music with everybody. <laughs> yeah, of course. I even brought my electric violin along, so maybe if we feel like Woo! jamming later. Yeah, so we'll stay look. tuned, guys. This is coming. All right. Um, so uh, as I hear, you're studying right now. Yes, I am a junior at the Evergreen State College in Olympia. And I am studying music performance, and I also am studying music theory and composition as well with that degree. So it's so much fun to be able to, like, I've played violin for such a long time, and it's really fun to be able to take that into a college context and feel like I'm pushing myself and being surrounded by so many other amazing artists and getting to explore with them and learn how to be a better performer and just, you know, more tools in the toolbox. That's so, amazing. Yes. I was just about to ask, do you feel that your degree actually ties well with what you're doing on your instrument as an artist? Absolutely. I'm really lucky the program here at Evergreen is um, very interdisciplinary and hands-on. So like a lot of what I get to do in my classes is like performance lab. Like I, we get to bring songs that we're working on and we play them for the class and we work with the professor on how, how can we better convey the performance and, you know, get more authenticity on stage as an artist, which is so valuable in really all my instruments. Like I know it's the electric violin, you know, that we've been talking about tonight, but it's also helped me so much with my voice as well. 
and really working with that. Fantastic. So yeah. fantastic. So when did you start singing? As in, um, I yeah. started <laughs> singing in like 2014. So um, much later, I played violin since I was three. So that was now so um i started singing much more recently but um you know i i really when i discovered i loved singing like it was one of those things that just kind of grabbed me and i was like oh this would be so cool to be a violinist who also is able to sing Mm -hmm. and that's partially why i have a viper violin i don't know if y'all are familiar with viper violins but um, yeah yeah that's partially why i have the viper violin is because it's the strap-on so it allows me to like sing and play at the same time um so yeah that's the long roundabout story but i just um i don't know and i guess the other thing was is i was writing songs with lyrics before i really started singing seriously and i was like oh i want to be able to express these on multiple instruments yeah that's yeah, and, now, and I play guitar for like songwriting Ooh. purposes. I don't really do that much on stage, but like it's been a really great instrument as far as like helping me figure out like chord structures mm-hmm. when I'm doing compositions. So amazing! That's fantastic. When did you say, um, would you say you wrote your first original piece? Do you remember when that <laughs> came into your life? Yeah, <laughs> I was probably. I'm gonna say. And I'm guessing I remember getting like this journal as a birthday present and I'm not really the person who does journals and I'm like, what do I want to do with this? <laughs> and out of nowhere one day I was just like, oh, may- maybe I could write some lyrics and I kind of like wrote a little like poem down and I had a melody in my head. And of course, like every songwriter says years later, it's terrible. It makes no sense. But that was kind of how that started for me and then I just ended up filling that whole journal up with songs and I went to the store and I was like oh maybe I'll get another journal and I did the same thing and yeah I I still do that kind of to this day I mean my process has gotten a little more refined as far as now I'll like write the lyrics down and I also have like staff paper with me so I'm writing chord and an actual melody out so it's gotten a little more complicated now for my writing style but um yeah that that's that's how I started getting into songwriting amazing very good yeah I remember that too like creating original music came to me even before I was able to play well like I was also about that age too and I would write stuff down and then my teacher would come and play it for me and I was like oh yeah that sounds pretty cool (laughs) so yeah it's kind of one thing pushes the other right totally it's like oh wait I I want to be able to sing better I want to be able to hit that note I hear the melody in my head yeah and so yeah then I just I so I guess like violin like I I've taken lessons for violin for years, but for vocals, I was mostly self-taught until I got to college, and now I have like you know collegiate level instruction on both. So that's been that's been cool to experience both of those in that context. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, all the best with your studies. Thank you. Yeah, I just got through midterm. Mm-hmm. It was good. Oh wow. So. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, why do we have a listen to your song? So this, guys, is Somewhere on the West Coast by Kira Benson. Enjoy.
lips on a softer kiss West Coast girl I miss Fingers in her hair all in pouring so much so powerful i love the tone of your voice there's something so haunting about it <laughs> thank you i i really appreciate that that's that's been one of my focuses this year in school is like figuring out how to have a really powerful voice but also allow that to be like really like authentic and vulnerable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like coming through it does come through it's, it's like the perfect song for me to listen to right now <laughs> Um, it reminds me of something I heard. There was, I forget the name of the song, but there was a story about a woman and a horse and something, black and white video. Um, really good one. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that reminded me of that folk vibe that I totally love. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your process putting that together? How, how do you approach a composition? Do you like write the words first? Do you throw some chords around and see if it sounds good? Yeah, I really, I always, 
I don't know, I guess this is back to kind of how I explained, like, I had started with lyrics. Yeah. I usually really start with the lyrics. Like, that's that's what kind of pulls me into the story, is kind of feeling where the lyrics take me. So I, I start with the lyrics, and I'll usually end up writing kind of a rough draft of the lyrics or the outline of the story, and I'll go back and tweak, like, you know, phrasing and rhyming and that sort of thing later. But uh, usually as I'm writing the lyrics, I'll kind of, kind of get a melody in my head and I have my violin with me so I can just figure out what that melody is on the violin and then I notate it on staff paper and then I'll take that to my guitar and I'll figure out what chord structure I want and once I have like a vocal line and a chord structure then I'll go back in and like add violin in with that because one of the things that I think I've struggled most with as a vocalist and a violinist is the fact that they're two very melody heavy instruments and it's really hard to balance a song where you can show off both without the tambours stepping on each other so I think that's the biggest thing I really try to focus on in composition is how I can bring those two together and make it sound really organic and move the song forward without feeling like the violin and the vocals are fighting for space with each other. Oh yeah, that's true. Absolutely. When I work with singers too, they tell me, oh, can you play like a little lower range here? And okay, then you can get your solo bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I can completely relate to that. Amazing. So um, how long does it take you to like create something from scratch and then produce it and record it? Um, it totally depends. Um, this single from start to finish took about eight months, which was longer, but I had one of my friends who um, just graduated with an audio engineering degree do the recording and like the mixing and the mastering, and he also did the drums for it, so I feel like it's definitely one of my most professional releases. Um, some of my other singles have only taken like three months, but they've been like mixed and mastered with friends or I've done them myself. So like for me, the composition part, like once I get on a composition, I'm like dog on a bone. Like I can have it done in hours or maybe a couple days mm -hmm. and then like tweak it as I go along. But it's for me really what takes up a lot of time is the audio engineering and recording elements of that. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> It helps to yeah. work with someone who knows what they're doing in that department. <laughs> Definitely. Um, my previous album, Revolution, that I have on Spotify mm -hmm. is all self-produced as far as that. And that was a great learning experience for me. I did it as a senior project in high school, which was nice. so fabulous as far as learning a lot of things. But, like, that's just so, like, I guess it's just one of those things that's so many facets to manage when you're, like, composing and working on the art and trying to learn technology and the software associated with that and figuring out all these techniques for how to get the best recording like yeah it, it's a lot so it definitely helps to know what you're good at understand mm -hmm. everything and have mm -hmm. friends that can help fill in skill sets exactly i totally agree yeah so it gets overwhelming sometimes when you're working on something you're so passionate about and there's a million things to watch so how do you like how do you manage your schedule? Do you have sort of like a tip for artists that don't know how what, where to start? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess my biggest tip is um 
do something for your music every day. Like do something for your art and something for your business. Do at least one of those things every day. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my commitment to myself is sometimes doing something for my art is writing a song or practicing a bowing technique on my violin. And sometimes doing something for my business is reaching out to booking agents and being like, hey, will you book me at this gig? promoting myself on Instagram or Spotify, but making sure that something in each of those realms is done every day, I guess is kind of how I am trying to move myself forward as a musician as I get, you know, as I do school, but also get ready to graduate school next year and move into the musician world, like full time in a professional context. Amazing. So So excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that would be my tip because it's so mm-hmm. easy to just get out of the habit and be like, oh, I'll practice tomorrow. I'll email them tomorrow. I'll do that booking thing tomorrow. And it's just so dangerous. That's true. It, yeah. A little bit of something. Actually, something I heard too when I was writing my book. I don't remember who said that, but there was a person who did his research sort of to find the key to happiness. And he said, um, do at least 15 minutes of your passion every day. Yeah. Yes. Even if that's all you got, that's still going to make a huge difference. So, right. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, do you feel like um, doing a little jam for us? Kind of demonstrating something raw, (laughs) something new? (laughs) Yeah, I I can do a little jam. Let me. Okay. So excited. You guys are getting the exclusive preview right now. On Musician Today podcast. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, is Viper in camera? Okay, yeah. sweet. Perfect. Oh, cool. Love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love this Viper. I've had, I think I've had it for like five years now. Mm. It's, it's been a while. But... Amazing. I just made an order for mine. I'm waiting oh, on the tip of my chair. <laughs> Which one did you order? Seven string black phantom frets. <laughs> oh, that that's amazing. That's so amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see it. I have a five string, I guess yeah, yeah. I have a five string cool. with um I, I don't have phantom frets. I have the full fretted um version and it's like I think it's like the midnight sparkle drip it's like a, it's like black with like the silver yeah, blue drip love it um, you kind of see it on the wings a little mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. but yeah Great. shall I give a little jam absolutely go for it all right
Beautiful. So is this like something, a song that you're working on or just a random idea that came to your head? <laughs> uh, that was honestly just an improv. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I love improving as a way of like, like that's one of the ways I can actually get inspired for songs too, mm -hmm. is if I'm mm -hmm. feeling particularly uncreative on a day, I'll just sit down and be like, okay, I'm just going to like improv mm -hmm. and get all my musical emotions out and usually somewhere in there I'll hear a little turn of a phrase or my eye and then I can build on that um specifically for if I have like a melody that I like I'll just like improv around in that key and then usually because like when I create my violin melodies I like to have like you'll you kind of hear it in somewhere on the west coast mm -hmm. I have a similar hook phrase that I come back to because mm -hmm. I feel like it you know it moves the song forward but like it gives the listener like it gives it gives you something to land on and come back to in a song which I think is really important so I usually like to try to find that little hook that I can have in a violin line when I'm composing absolutely yeah that's something that catches you I've, I've spoken to a few artists and one of them Amy actually said Amy Serrano said that um, oh. I love to have something catchy in a song so when they write they write with their with her husband together she says to me it has to catch you right it has to be catchy so no matter what you do there has to be that relatability in it that makes people go like oh <laughs> definitely or like the part of the song like when you find yourself listening to a song and you hear something you like and you want to hear it again and then when it comes back in the next chorus you're like oh i loved hearing that part like yeah i really want to create that feeling amazing well what would you say um discovering viper specifically like electric violin would um do for your sound over the past years oh wow that has been i guess i i've been to um mark wood who owns uh wood violins and yep. created the viper i actually was first introduced to the viper when i went to one of his electric your strings programs mm -hmm. and subsequently to his uh, rock orchestra camp which I've gone to for six years now because wow. it's amazing yeah. um and yeah I guess for me I was at the time I discovered Viper and part of the electrify your strings program and got a Viper I was really disgruntled like because I had had been playing violin for so long in the Suzuki method with just classical music like that was a great foundation, but I was just feeling like really lost on what I wanted to do with my art because I felt that only studying one genre was like really limiting and I just didn't really have a musical direction. And so when I went to Electrify Your Strings and I saw rock music being played on electric violins, and when I got my electric violin, it was like a complete turnaround for me as a musician as far as feeling really free to like be like yes i i can pick a new style i can apply this instrument across multiple genres it doesn't just have to be the genre that i grew up so yeah i guess i guess for me it's just been huge as far as expanding what i thought was possible and bringing in like you hear it i don't ha i don't really have a very strong filter on it in somewhere on the west coast but there's a little bit of a reverb and tweaking to the sound um that we did with uh electric pedal on that in somewhere on the west coast and i guess for me too with the electric violin the ability to put pedals on it 
he's so huge as far as, you know, giving you more timbre possibilities, but also being able to, like, separate that voice violin timbre so you cannot, you know, step on each other in compositions and really have different timbres that you're exploring. Yes, it does sound like your voice is in a totally different dimension there, and that's that's great. It adds so much more depth to it. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I was aiming for. And then the other thing I like about Viper, um, mm-hmm. for my live shows, I because I it's hard for me to play and sing at the same time. I can do it in certain contexts, but I can't like play a really complicated, fast violin passage while I'm also singing lyrics. It kind of has to be like, okay, I can play out the chords while I'm singing, but you know, mm-hmm. something I'm working. This year's project in school is to be better at singing and playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know uh, Joe Denenzon or Val Vagoda, but both of them are. <laughs> yeah, both of them play Vipers and are oh. like absolute whips at singing and playing at the same time. It's amazing. Amazing! Wow. I these all day. But yeah, I also use a loop pedal with my Viper when I play live so I can set up a line, build a harmony on top of it, sing something, do an improv section, and I can just kind of construct and deconstruct the loop all live on stage, which is a fun way to make doing a live show really possible and I can really, you know, explore more textures with my Viper without being limited by also having to back up my voice. Excellent. Yeah, I'm just getting into looping and all of that. <laughs> what I'm going to be new to I'm sorry? What looper do you have? I actually don't remember because it's at my producer's studio. So we're trying a few things. He he actually, he's very lucky because he sells equipment. So whenever something new comes out, we get it and we test it out. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's so good. Yeah, so it's coming. I'm going to practice my looping. <laughs> what I can do with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I'm a looper, so I can loop two different instruments, mm-hmm. like if I want to do guitar and violin, or violin and voice, which is cool. And then I have another pedal that I like to use on stage, which is called, it's it's by True Tone. It's an H2O mm-hmm. water pedal that's got, like, the reverb and the echo, which mm-hmm. gives the violin this very, like, ethereal synthy sound, which for me, like... Especially here on the West Coast, I feel like with a lot of like indie pop music, that's yeah. like a really cool sound to have and is something that really speaks to me and kind of the genre that I'm like playing in. So mm-hmm. that, that's been a cool discovery. I definitely heard about that one. Yeah. And love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm super lucky. I found it at this local guitar shop. Mm-hmm. It had been like a demo for a convention or something. Mm-hmm. So I got it for like half price, even though it was functionally new. It was such a good pedal find. Awesome. Good for you. All right. So I feel like this is a stage which we're going to play our very special game. <laughs> awesome. Sort of like rapid should I, fire. Should I take off the Viper? Um, it's up to you. Yeah, sure. We can go back to it if you like. Um, yes. So... Right now, I'm going to really put you to the test to see All if right. you can manage to answer 10 questions in under a minute. So it's kind of like the goal of this is to get things moving in the sort of a fun direction and to not make you think too hard. Because like I find it with a lot of us artists, we tend to overthink stuff. So 
<laughs> this will be sort yeah. of yeah <laughs> this will be an interesting way of like seeing what's the first thing that comes to your mind when okay. you hear the question cool. okay so we have 10 questions we have an epic countdown and i'm just gonna go three two one and then i'll read the first question okay perfect all right let's do this okay what is your most memorable performance most memorable performance would be the first time i got to play solo at this uh, bar called the motherlode in breckenridge colorado where i grew up awesome at what age did you pick up violin I started playing when I was three years old. Okay. How many instruments do you own total? Oh, oh boy. Uh, five. <laughs> All right. Um, violin, acoustic or electric? Uh, electric. I okay. love my piper. <laughs> what motivates you? Pardon? What motivates you? What motivates me? I love being on stage. I really do. That's like just peak experience for me. That's amazing. Okay. Which YouTuber you just can't stop watching? Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't actually watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> I know that's terrible. I really don't. No, why not? Uh, what's your favorite song to cover? Name three. Okay. Um, Cheap Queen by King Princess. Um, Girls by uh, Girl in Red. And I have a really awesome looper version of Closer by the Chainsmokers. Oh, love it. Okay, we're out of time, but that's okay. I don't see why we can't finish the questions. <laughs> Sorry, I was being too worried. No. <laughs> Believe me, nobody makes it. I think I maybe had one person make it once. <laughs> nice. All right, and name three people that you admire. Three people I admire. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be stereotypical and say uh, my dad. I really do admire um, my professor as far as like just like awesome women to look up to in the music industry. And uh, I really admire my girlfriend. She's also a musician and is so, so amazing. I love nice. her. That's <laughs> lovely. All right. Well, dogs or cats? <laughs> Cats, all the way. All Cats. right. <laughs> Name three violinists you follow on Instagram. Three violinists. Um, I follow, obviously, you. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I made it. <laughs> I really like um, Nicole Alexandria. Mm -hmm. um, her Instagram is the singing violinist, and mm -hmm. she dances, and she plays electric violin. Yes, I she, know her. Yes, she's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's and, in L.A. right now. Yeah. Pardon? She's in L.A. right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I would say um, Chuck Bontrager. He doesn't have a ton of stuff on Instagram, but he has so I've met him and seen him live quite a few times. And he has so much like he takes electric violin like pedal stuff mm -hmm. to the next level. It's it's amazing. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you for playing. We made it through the questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I often find it, too, when I ask these questions, like we and people start giving very deep answers like oh my god oh i can't choose this is so difficult <laughs> and it's true it's true it's a trick question it's to test you guys <laughs> all right well thank you so much kira for sharing your amazing music for being on the show and i feel like this is the point where i'm gonna ask you to share one more thing with us and yeah. that would be what is your one piece of advice that you would say helped you on your on your career path and that you would give to a younger artist who's kind of walking in your path and wants to be a singing violinist, 
songwriter today in our industry? Um, I, I would say uh, keep keep your mind open. Don't lock yourself into one genre. Don't lock yourself into one group of people. Um, listen to every genre you can in your free time. Like even your your Spotify should be a disaster of listening to everything because it is so inspiring. To just the more music you listen to, just like the more you can understand and connect with music as a whole. And the more musicians you're around, the same thing happens. So I would say don't don't lock yourself into anything. Hang out with as many musicians as you can. Play as many different shows as you can. I know it's scary, but throw yourself into situations. Like I've, over the summer, I played violin for a bluegrass band, and like I I can fiddle, but I'm not a bluegrass player by any means. And I was like, okay, this is scary, but I I'm gonna do it. Like I I need to do this. This is awesome. So yeah, just judge yourself with as many experiences as you can. That's so true. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I do agree with that. So a lot of people like think, oh, what do I do to become this artist? And do I follow only these people and only listen to this stuff? But it's, it's never been true for anyone. Like you get inspired, you go outside and listen to the birds sing and that's it. You know, you got a song. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think like... <laughs> At least, like, it feels like sometimes there's, like, such a pressure to create a brand as an mm -hmm, artist and, like, mm -hmm, fit mm -hmm. in a niche. And it's, like, you can do that to a degree, but also, like, that shouldn't limit you in your exploration by any means to be, like, oh, I'm not going to do this. It doesn't fit with my image, yeah. you know? Yeah, I absolutely I, yeah. agree. So I found it, too, when I was in school, for me, it's, like, everything was awesome. Like, I loved my degree, too. And uh, I felt like it went exactly with who I was. And now that I'm producing music myself, it's kind of there, but it's a little different. So the yeah. branding is definitely an element of it in a professional world, but you're completely right. So you should not close yourself off from all these other experiences. You never know, you might turn into some kind of bluegrass violin. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I think I mean, it just fuels your creativity. Thank you, Kira. That's really deep. Um, so, uh, you guys, again, you can find Kira and her music, her awesome music, her vocal electric violin music on SoundCloud at Kira-Benson-1, on Instagram at Kira Benson Official, on Facebook at Kira Benson Music, on Spotify, uh, find her by the song title, Somewhere on the West Coast, or by her album, Revolution. I got it right. Yes, I didn't mess it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on Bandcamp at kirabenson.bandcamp.com. Download, listen to her music, go watch her videos on YouTube. She's amazing and amazingly inspiring. So we can't wait to hear more from you. Um, I love to invite people back. So whenever you have a new project, new release, any new idea to share with us, please do come back and we'd love Thank to you. hear about it. We'd love to be the first sort of audience to, you know, get exposed to the new ideas from original artists. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I got a focus right in home studio and I'm teaching myself Ableton. So I'm hoping to put together a new EP with some of my friends who are going to help me with like bringing in different instruments and the Ooh. audio engineering aspect. So that that's my hope is to be like assembling that project. So it's, it's in the early stages right now, but that will be my upcoming work. Oh, amazing. That's so cool. Wow. Thanks. All the best. Yeah. Do let me know when that comes out and we'll be all over it. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, thank, thank you, you so Sierra. much for having me. It's been fabulous. Such a pleasure to have you, and we'll see you later. And have an amazing day, amazing evening. I think it's evening for all of us now. So, <laughs> okay, and all the best with creating a new project. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. It's been wonderful to talk with you. Thank you too. Bye. Bye. That's all, folks. If you like Iron Fiddle songs, download them at irabermanka.com forward slash music. See you next time.